Hey guys, welcome back to the this week's episode of the Youth Media Arts Podcast. Uh, my name is Jonah and I'm here with your co-host Avi from Youth Media Arts. What's up? And uh, today I'm back with Sam Eckholm, a photographer for the United States Air Force. Sam, say hi to all the, the listeners right now. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Jonah, Avi, everyone listening? Uh, I'm very glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Just going to ask Sam a few questions. We're going to get a little bit into his mind uh, and we're going to talk about some of his photos that are really, really astonishing that, you know, encompass the Air Force, the planes and the people, which is awesome. Um, so the first thing we really kind of want to know, just to establish a baseline is, you know, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got interested in photography in the first place? Man, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I don't have one of those long histories where like as a kid, I was like always, you know, taking photos and had a camera and like knew it, what I was going to want to do with it. Right. I kind of just um, picked it up one day in college, actually. You know, that's kind of where photography came from. But backing up a little bit, you know, I grew up in Dallas, Texas. I came from a little bit of a military family. So my dad was an Air Force pilot. Uncle was an Air Force pilot. So I kind of always knew I wanted to go to the Air Force Academy for college. Um, and the reason this is important because the Air Force Academy is for people who want to do mainly like engineering. And, and even though I really knew I didn't have any interest in that type of thing and I was more into the, you know, the fine arts doing stuff like what, you know, photography, you know, I kind of knew that's where I wanted to go. For some reason, I was like, no, nope, the Air Force Academy is for me. So when I ended up getting accepted and going there, I realized quickly that I was like, hmm, you know, this is a really cool school and there's some incredible opportunities here. I mean, I was in college jumping out of airplanes and traveling the world and going through survival training and getting rides in different jets or glider rides, that type of thing in college, which is really, really cool. I kind of realized though that I didn't want to become a pilot. Um, I think it's like 80% of my class, 60, 70, 80% becomes pilots from the Air Force Academy. And I was like, I want to do something a little bit different. And so I realized when I was a sophomore at the Air Force Academy that they have this career field in the Air Force called called public affairs, right? And under that is photojournalism, broadcasting, and we're the ones in charge of running social media for the Air Force, doing photography and video work for the Air Force, recruiting efforts, telling the Air Force's story. And I kind of had always been that kid that loved, you know, being hands-on, on the ground, storytelling, whether that was writing, you know, photo, video, that stuff. And so when I realized I kind of wanted to go into this career field, I was like, well, dang, I need to get a little bit better at photography. So I remember it was Christmas of my sophomore year in college and I like put on my Christmas list. I was like, mom, I want a Canon T6i Rebel camera. Like, come on, kit lens, let's go. And uh, she's like, I remember her, she goes, are you even gonna use this? Is this gonna be like one of those gifts where I just get it for you and then, you know, two months later, you, you never even touch it. And I was like, mom, I promise this is something I'm going to use. So she gave me that camera that Christmas sophomore year. And I, uh, I remember I just had so much fun with it, right? Like I was so intimidated, like everyone is when you first pick up a camera. I was so scared of shooting on manual mode. I was constantly on like auto or aperture priority or something. And I, you know, I felt like each, each month, you know, I'd get a little bit better. I'd watch YouTube tutorials, entirely self-taught by the way, you know, just the power of YouTube right now to learn, learn how to do stuff. And uh, I just kind of fell in love with it, right? Like I just enjoyed capturing where I was. And I always tell people who are, you know, kind of interested in photography, at a minimum, what photography did for me and what I think does for a lot of people is it gets you out, right? Like it encouraged me to go want to wake up early to catch a sunset, to go travel to this place so I could get a cool photo. Sure, you know, I love social media too. So there's always some, you know, get a little clout from posting that on the Instagram or something. But, uh, but above all, like photography has taken me all over the world, so many incredible places. And then obviously it's brought me here where I now am in the Air Force doing a job that, you know, I get to work and have a camera in hand, um, which is pretty cool. 
Yeah, that sounds awesome. That's so. That's awesome. Um, I guess like the question that I want to ask is like, so what inspired you to join the Air Force as a photographer? I mean, you know, yeah. quite frankly, like, I think it's really interesting that like you're like this military kind of guy, but you're also like really into you know the media <laughs> arts. And I mean, I know like we're youth media arts, but like, I mean, when I say media sure. arts, I mean like you know photography, videography, and like graphic designing, whatnot. Um, yeah, because uh, you said there were a bunch of different things you right. could have done with communications sure. without, besides being a pilot. Yep. So I guess what, where, when were you like <laughs> photography? That's that's the ball I want to go. It's a great question. So my sophomore year at the Air Force Academy, they send every single cadet is what they call the students at the Air Force Academy. Um, it's about 4,000. So it's a relatively small school. They send all these cadets across the world in the summer for three weeks on a program called Ops Air Force. And the point of this program is to get these cadets experience in the real Air Force. Because when you graduate from the Air Force Academy, you commission as an officer in the Air Force. So they're like, right, we're going to send these cadets out there across the world and give them some real active duty experience at a real Air Force base. So I got sent to Travis Air Force Base, which is located in California, Northern California. And for one week, I was shadowing the public affairs shop at that base. And I had no idea what this public affairs thing was about. So I get there and I walk in the door. And when you think military, you think pilots, you think Air Force, you think jets, you think special forces, people jumping out of planes. I walk into this office and it's literally like a press desk. There's people writing stories. There's, you know, airmen in the back editing photo, video, IMAX, people running uh, Premiere, Lightroom, all this type of stuff. And I was like, whoa, this is cool, you know? So during my week there, I got to write a story and do photos and interview the base commander. I got to, <laughs> it was cool, they had an NFL football team, the 49ers were actually visiting um, the Air Force base. And so I went out there to help document that and shadow the team. And I got to meet some of the players and I was like, whoa, this is really cool. Um, and it's a job that involves photography, but a lot of other things too and PA, right? It's communication, it's running social media, doing strategy and messaging, that type of stuff. Um, obviously photography is a part of it. So I was like, wow, this could be really cool if I can do this as a full-time job. Like I said, I had a hobby of kind of doing photography and I was like, if I can combine a hobby with an actual job, you know, they always say, you know, never work a day in your life if you love what you do, that type of thing. Uh, so I was like, this is, could be really, really cool. So it's kind of that trip that first got me kind of interested in doing the photography thing for the Air Force. And then other than that, I really just thought that I could bring something positive. And we can talk about this more later on, but like my whole goal with kind of what I do with my platforms too, is to inspire other people, to show people what the opportunities are in the military, in the Air Force, and really whatever I do with any photo I take, I just kind of like showcasing kind of my experiences in hopes of inspiring other people. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Um, so the next question that I want to ask is like, what differs in the process to join the Air Force as a pilot versus a photographer? Um, you know, obviously like those sure. are two very different things. Um, so yeah, you yeah. just briefly explain that. <laughs> Yeah. So if you go the pilot route in the Air Force, it is, it's a lot of training, right? So you need a college degree. Um, that's, that's a requirement in the Air Force for being a pilot. So, you know, whatever college you go to doesn't matter. You don't have to have a specific major or anything. They just want a college degree. And then you're going to go through two years of pilot training, right? So you're going to spend two years, full-time job, long hours, sometimes 10, 12 hours a day learning to fly that aircraft. Then it takes two years. Then you finally get your wings. You're certified. You train on that jet you get, whether that's a cargo plane or a fighter jet, right? And then you train on that. And then, um, you know, you have to serve like a minimum of 10 years, right? They invested so much money in you to fly that they want you to pay off that commitment by serving at least 10 years. 
So it, you know, it's it's very challenging. Respect to all the pilots out there. I mean, they they go through a lot, a lot of training to do what they do, and we have the best pilots in the world. Um, on the photography side, it's a little bit different, right? So, you know, you can join as an officer, like I did, and, and have a college degree. Um, but if you go that route, your your primary, you're gonna have other things you have to do. It's not just photography. You know, there are assignments where you can do just kind of photo, which was what I was doing recently with the F22 demo team, traveling the world around air shows, doing photography. But uh, more often than not, we have a lot of photographers in the Air Force who are, you know, fresh out of high school or who don't have a college degree, and that's fine. And they join as photojournalists, which are in charge of obviously writing stories, taking photos. And then we have broadcasters, which kind of do the video side of things. But they exist to tell that Air Force's story. If you guys think about it, like there's so many things going on around the world in terms of the military that like if you don't know about the military, you're going to have like no idea what's going on, right? So our career field, public affairs, photojournalism exists to kind of translate all that crazy military jargon in a way that the average citizen and everyone in society can understand, whether that's through Facebook, Instagram, social media, recruiting, commercials, that type of thing. But yeah, so training in terms of the Air Force, they do teach you kind of everything you need to know for photography at a baseline, right? You go through about six months of training, they issue gear, they'll teach you how to use it. They take someone who's never taken a photo and can kind of turn them into kind of a basic kind of entry level amateur photographer. But other than that, you know, study up on your own, you get better as more experience comes. But, uh, but yeah. So basically you went to the Air Force Academy to get your college degree. And then from there you decided you wanted to, you wanted to do photography for the Air Force. Exactly. So I went to the Air Force Academy and maybe initially I thought I wanted to fly, but yeah, it was a great college. It's a, um, you know, just like Army West Point and the Naval Academy in Annapolis, like they're great schools. And so, and it's a free education too, right? So the Air Force Academy, um, covers everything, tuition, room and board, it's all paid for. And then you get a guaranteed job as an officer after, but there's many different career fields in the Air Force. It's not just pilot right it's obviously photography public affairs you can be a lawyer yeah. doctor finance officer intelligence cyber space ops i mean you can do so many different things and so i kind of decided to go the the, the photojournalism, the public affairs route um just because the things i said about earlier right yeah definitely yeah so um you know obviously like as a you know person who works for the air force i take it that you like you know travel around the world so I guess my question is, what was your most like enriching trip? You know, what trip did you learn the most on? So, yeah. So when people ask that, I kind of like to give two two answers, right? So the fun answer, which was amazing. I mean, I got to go uh, like a double trip. We went to Singapore and Dubai, and um, I mean that was incredible, right? To be in a country that. Um, you know, literally the exact opposite side of the world in the culture and photographing like ex the, the plane I was working for, the F-22, which is kind of the most technologically advanced stealth fighter in the world. It's a crazy aircraft. Uh, if anyone listening hasn't seen it, you know, go search it on Google or, or better yet, go check out my Instagram and see the photos I posted of it. Um, yes. <laughs> I'll plug that there, Sam Eckholm. Anyway. Um, plug your TikTok yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll put put I, yeah, yeah. Sam, Sam Eckelman across the board. But anyway, that's not the point. Um, so I got to just shoot the jet in a completely different environment than I'd been and, and hanging out in those countries was incredible. Um, you know, we can talk a little bit more about some other amazing photo experiences I've had with the team and what I've gotten to do. But uh, yeah, another just really cool side of my job is I, you know, outside of just doing photography, what I also do is I coordinate all our, our media outreach and our community outreach, right? So we went to a show in Wyoming at F.E. Warren Air Force Base. Um, 
which is, you know, I don't know if, if anyone's ever been there, right. It's, it's, it's like in the middle of nowhere, right. You know, it's up there in Wyoming. It's like, I don't know what's going on. Like I've never been to this place, but if, I don't know if you guys saw in the media, there was this little kid, his name's Bridger. Um, he kind of made headlines around, around the world because he, uh, got attacked by like a dog and saved his sister. And so he had this big scar across his face and it was, you know, all the celebrities were reaching out to him. Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., Spider-Man, Tom Hall, and everyone is reaching out. And so I reached out to him and I was like, hey, man, do you want to come see the uh, see the F-22? Him and his family live locally. And so I brought him out and got to you know show him the, t- the jet, meet the team. I made a whole recap video on it, did photos for him and his family that you know I'm sure they'll have for the rest of their life. And so there's that side of it too that the job in the Air Force and photography has given me. It's to inspire other people. It's to give them something that they can, uh, you know, smile about and have fun. And um, kind of those heartwarming moments is is cool. But also like, you know, shooting in Dubai in like a five-star hotel and like hanging out on the Air Force's dime is pretty cool too. That's pretty sick. Yeah. I mean, heartwarming. I think that's awesome. So, uh, yeah. The, the best thing with photography, especially, is if you can get paid to do it or, or paid, to, paid to travel around the world. Like, you know. Yes. It's, oh man. It makes I, it a lot easier. <laughs> I agree. And it's hard. You know, I know there's it's saturated. It's hard to get paid. And I never really was trying to get paid for it. I mean, I'm just doing a job, but, um, you know, if you do good work, experiences come around and, you know, you try not to think about that, but, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm thankful. Awesome. Um, so I wanted to talk more about like your compositional aspect, at least in some of your photos where you feature, you know, the F-22 and a bunch of other sure. planes. Yeah. Um, so my main question for you is what do you think about when you're composing your photos? Lots of different things. Um, sometimes things are so quick, you don't really think about it. When you're shooting a jet that's going twice the speed of sound, you just kind of point your camera and be like, let's see what happens and then fix it in post. Um, but no, most of the time I'm trying to Obviously, you know, that, that that everyone says, tell the story, right? Be able to show people who aren't at the air show or at the base or have any idea what the F-22 is, kind of bring that to, to the photo. And one thing that I try to do a lot is I kind of try to match the mood and the theme of the subject I'm shooting. Um, that again, where people can kind of see that through the photo. So if you think of the F-22, which again is this crazy fighter jet, $160 million, afterburner fire out of the engines has bombs and missiles like that is an intense stealthy like badass piece of equipment and so i kind of think of that when i'm shooting with the angles with the edits i do trying to make it a little more moody trying to give it a little more of that kind of edgy that like oh this is epic like that type of thing and create that intensity that drama right that contrast so i always try to do that um and then i also just try i think there's a lot of it goes right planning the shoot so um a lot of times at air shows, there's tons of photographers out there. I mean, there are thousands of photographers out there. And I look at them and most of them are all standing kind of at show center, we call it. So front and center. And I'm like, hmm, well, if I stand there, I'm just going to get the same shot as everyone else. So I try to go to a different spot, even if it might not be the optimal location. If 10, you know, if a thousand people have the same photo and I have a slightly different angle, you know, that makes it a little more unique. So I always try to plan that, try to find an angle that is unique, that's different, that's something I haven't done before. And also my the way I kind of edit, I, I try to fit a certain vibe and give it a little bit of energy too. Yeah. Um, speaking of, you know, things you like to photograph, what would you say is your favorite thing, site, plane, whatever it is in the Air Force to photograph? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, obviously when I was on the F-22 demo team, like my whole job is to cover the jet, but also is to cover the team. So I really enjoy like behind the scenes stuff. 
Um, I like shooting the team, the maintainers working on the jet. Um, now in my current Air Force job, like people working behind the scenes. Um, I love airplanes too, so I'll continue to do that. And then, you know, also outside of that, like my work is not just limited to Air Force stuff. Like I love um, just going out and I always have my camera on me and kind of if I'm on a trip or on vacation or something, just kind of showing where I am, showing experiences and just kind of like making things fun and memorable for me as well. And then it's nice that I guess people enjoy me posting that content too, you know? They, I always got the advice like post for you and not for other people and I try to take that to heart because if you're taking photos for, for what other people want to see and you're not happy with it, then it's not really fun anymore. So luckily I'm still at the part where I can post what I want to post and people still like it, I guess. So uh, hopefully that doesn't change. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Your, the, the stuff you post, I actually found you on the TikTok for you page and it was one of your videos. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. Well, you know, wow, I, this, I, this is not something I see every day. You know, I follow a lot of people on Instagram and it's like, you know, models or architecture right. and stuff like, you know, F-22s, all these like fighter just like, I've never seen like pictures like that. So I was really intrigued by your videos. And uh, obviously, you know, your feed is really cool. Too. Yeah. I was so surprised when that, when those TikToks kind of blew up, I went from like, zero followers on TikTok to like over 300,000 in like a month. Just that it was crazy. Just crazy. And I was, I was just like, oh, so uh, yeah, I'm glad people, I've been able to reach out and, and DM a lot of people just talking about my job and hopefully bring them, you know, in, into the Air Force if that's something that they want to do, which is cool. Yeah. Wait, so wait, I um, actually want to talk about the, the TikTok aspect of that, of your <laughs> okay. social media presence real quick, because I think it's actually really interesting. So personally, I'm not on TikTok. Um, it's like can you just explain like what kind of work you do on tiktok um yeah so i mean tiktok's been around for a while and i didn't have it until like six months ago um and obviously people who use tiktok there are two two different sides of tiktok there's the you know dancing to crazy music and whatnot young whatever y'all's age kids doing crazy things and then there's actually kind of the, 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 the there's the creator side of tiktok too which is actually really interesting you know a bunch of photographers there's a bunch of different vloggers there's a bunch of different lifestyle hacks um and it's cool right one the algorithm of tiktok makes it very easy for people to go from zero to hero real quick i guess i'm a personal example of that um and then also just the way your feed works you're constantly seeing different types of stuff um i love the 60 second aspect of it so i was like hmm, well there's some stuff that um you know, I have on my camera roll that I think would do really well on a TikTok platform that you can't really post on Instagram. For the most part, Instagram is still a photo sharing platform. I mean, I know you can do videos and, and whatnot, but for the most part, like it's for photos versus TikTok is for videos. So I'm like, well, this can be really cool because I can show behind the scenes stuff. I can do a collage of like, you know, me and my personality and then also throw in my photos and kind of see where they go. And I can just post a bunch of crazy, funny stuff. So I really just started as like a joke. I was like, oh, I'm going to throw these funny videos up. Like my first two videos are me like playing guitar and like me making a funny like travel recap. And I posted like a 10 second video from like Singapore and it got like 3 million views. And that wasn't anything related to photography. I experimented a little bit with like the uh, that, that other side of TikTok. I did like the wipe it down challenge, which is so funny. <laughs> And like, I thought it was gonna like get like a hundred views and like I woke up and it had 3.2 million views. And I was, and I had everyone like blowing up my phone. Some people are like, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, you know what? Like I had some fun with it. So to answer your question, TikTok is whatever you want it to be. And it's exciting. It's also a little bit of a scary platform and there's a lot of, uh, a lot of sides of it that I'm a little concerned you know, about. I, I know what it is like, about I'm the security, but, but what I will say 
is if you hop on TikTok, the algorithm is really cool. So if you're swiping through and there's a video like you are not interested at all, if you like swipe out of that really quickly and then stay longer on like photography content, like the app will notice that and it's cool. Like then the next like 10 videos will all be photography related, which is really awesome. And so I follow a bunch of like photography and video creators and then like a few other people. And it's like cool because when I open my feed, it's either like making me laugh or it's like interesting photography. Um, But yeah, I guess our next question is, um, what gear and settings do you use to compose your images? And uh, if you want to talk about that briefly. Yeah, so obviously like most photographers, my gear has changed throughout the, well, I guess it's only been probably four years now I've been doing this. Um, Like I said, I started out on a, I don't know, $400 Canon T6i with a kit lens, right? And I didn't decide to upgrade a lens till I could like actually get to manual mode and know what I was doing with the exposure, you know, triangle and figure out what was going on. Um, So I did that for a while. um, And then I still had that camera until I decided to buy um, some lenses, right? I got the nifty 50 millimeter and it was like a hundred bucks. And then I um, invested in like a 24 to 70 Canon lens, which like broke my bank. It was like $1,500. And I was like, oh my God. Um, and I shot Canon for a really long time. It was like two years. Um, and then, you know, the air force has a contract with Nikon. So they shoot a lot of Nikon gear. Um, and so they issued me, um, I had a, well, I had a D750 and a D810 for a while. And then I ended up getting a D5, which was really nice because of the frame rate and how fast it was. Um, and so with that Nikon camera, that's what I shoot all my aerials with, right? Because I have an air force issued, um, to 600 well it's actually uh it's like a 150 to 600 from tamron and so i'm able to get super out there and then also have a little bit of room to work with on the ground um but then on my personal side i traded off what i own i traded canon i went to sony mirrorless um yes let's go yeah yeah (laughs) and the reason i did that was one i i I love the colors i love the mirrorless i love the modern feel i love the lightweight but i do video a lot too right i love doing video and sony for video is just i still think they're crushing it i mean the new canon eos r and r5 they're they're really good too but for sony for the most part like i i love it and i love what they're about and you can get some really good lenses whether that's sigma or zyte or something that you know are pretty cheap too um, so I'm rocking the Sony a7 III. I'm hopefully going to get the a7S III pretty soon. Um, but it's 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 great for video. It's pretty good for photo. But for what I'm doing, I'm not sending out product work that needs you know 24 megapixels a shot, right? So I'm doing well with it, and I love that thing. And I've put in I don't even know what my shutter count is now, but it's been a workhorse. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's awesome. You know, if you couldn't tell, I use uh, Nikon and yeah, you. you so I was gonna <laughs> ask. So you're Nikon. What what uh? What I actually use a DSLR. Um, I think it's the nice. 3,400. I need to double check, but you know, I'm a DSLR kind of guy. Or, you know, I mean, that's the only camera I have now. Yeah, and I, I mean, I like I told you, I, I've still had the D5, and I, I like it, and it's good. Yeah. Um, yes, good. Yeah. And then, what about you, Jonah? You, you seem excited about Sony. A7 III, best. Oh, camera. Yeah. all right. It, it is a great camera. <laughs> it's pretty. It's. It, I've just. I don't know. The, the A7 has gone with me wherever I've traveled, from Cuba to wherever. It's. It's held up. I beat the crap yeah. out of it. And you sure. What lens? What lenses do you have with that? I'm always curious. So I have the 24 to 70 F4, okay. which is like when my dad first bought like the, I think he, yeah, the A6000. That was like one of the first mirrorless lenses they actually made for it. It was this ice one, uh-huh. which I don't love that much. Um, and then I have a 50 mil one eight, which is nice. 
all, it's my favorite lens. It's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's the Nifty 50. It's a sexy lens that can, yeah. it's like a one-stop shop. You know, you can yeah. do a It's lot true. You can do anything with it. Um, and then I actually, I use the 7200 for sports, stuff like that. And then nice. uh, I just got an 18 mil. Actually, I snagged a pretty good deal on an 18 mil bodice. Nice. And the, you know, the whole Zeiss partnership with Sony is really awesome because the lenses yeah. are incredible. Cool. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, uh, Jonah, did you have any questions? Yeah. Um, I guess, could you also talk quick, briefly, can you touch on some of your settings that you use most of the time? Sure. Yeah. Um, so it obviously depends on the shoot. It depends on what I'm shooting. So for aircraft, they're going super fast. So normally I gotta be on probably like at least one 1,000th shutter speed or, or even faster for that. Um, but one 1,000th is pretty good. One thing I had no idea before I was shooting aviation is that when you're shooting a plane with a propeller, I don't know if you guys have done any air show photography. Um, if you're shooting that at one 1,000th, right, you're gonna freeze the propeller, right? It's not gonna look like it's in motion. And then it almost looks like the, the plane is held by a string, like it's a puppet. So when you're shooting a propeller plane, it's actually really challenging. You gotta crank your shutter speed down about 160th to capture that motion, that prop blur. And so you gotta be really good with your pans. Um, and that's something I had fun learning and, and fun doing. Um, when I'm not doing uh, like aerials, like you know, if I'm doing portraits or I'm doing travel stuff or I'm doing whatever else you see on my Instagram, um, I'm mostly shooting on maybe my 35 millimeter prime f1.4, which ooh, I love. Um, and uh, for that, I mean, I'm a big bokeh guy, so I'm like constantly shooting wide open. Like I'm probably at 1.4 half the time. I just love how it looks. Maybe it gets old, but like it's so sexy to me. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I actually use an ND filter constantly on my camera because I, uh, I shoot a lot of video too. So it's a little cheat out there because, you know, I can keep my settings where they are and I can just twist the ND to expose things. And the cool thing about DSLRs, or excuse me, about mirrorless is what you're seeing on your back of your camera is exactly what your the image is exposed to look like. So, you know, call me old school or I'm not the opposite of old school here because I, I honestly don't even look through my viewfinder that much anymore. I'm just looking at the back of the screen, which is really yeah. cool. It's like this new capability where you can just look and see exactly what your image is going to look like, how it's going to be exposed before you take the photo. So uh, it's a one plus of mirrorless that I love. And the, the 35 that you use is the Sigma, right? It is a Sigma. I literally saw yesterday, I guess Sony just released the 1.4 G Master, which is cool. It's like twice as much though. And the Sigma 80, or sorry, the Sigma 35, excuse me, is like my favorite lens ever. It's been with me everywhere. Um, that thing is amazing. So I, I might eventually have to upgrade, but uh, I really only use three lenses. I use an 85 Prime, um, again, outside of air, air aviation, then I have the long lenses, but I use 85 Prime, I use a 35 Prime, and I use a 20 millimeter Prime. So... Gotcha. So all of the planes, all of the photographs are with the aircraft is shot with the Nikon because you have that long lens and then everything else is the Sony, right? Yeah. I mean, it depends if they're in the air, right. Then I'm shooting with the 150 to 600, um, which is Nikon. If you see my shots of like on the ground where the jets taxing out or in a hangar or something, then I'm, I'm back on Sony usually shooting with an 85 for that. But, uh, gotcha. yeah, it just, just depends. I try to edit though, to keep the consistency with my feet and the look and the colors to kind of match Sony. Um, because, you know, no, no, no hate on Nikon there, Avi, but I, I don't like the colors as much in the color scheme. I really like how Sony does theirs. So no, no, I'm it's all good. That. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard a lot of people say that Canon has, I mean, you've shot with Canon, so you, you yeah. do want to say something. Everyone mm -hmm. says that Canon has the best colors. I guess 
comparative to sure. Sony, what do you think on that? Yeah, no, I, I honestly would probably agree with that. I think Canon's colors are really good. I just don't think Canon's video capabilities are as good as Sony for what I need. Um, you know, they released their new R5 or whatever, which everyone was freaking out because it shot 8K and like 4K raw and all these crazy things for video. But then they had a huge overheating problem and everyone's returning them and buying Sony cameras. So th Sony, you know, did what they could, implemented some amazing features on their new camera and are doing it a little bit better. Um, and then the colors are fine. I mean, Sony and Canon colors are, are, are very comparable to me. Um, and I, you know, you can always edit for that too. So like it maybe take me a little bit longer, but uh, you know, yeah. So I'm happy with it. Yeah. Um, out of your entire, you know, Air Force career, what would you say is the uh the best part of of being there and you know doing that <laughs> yeah i mean the opportunities are crazy so i'll just hit real quick on probably the uh well there's two of the craziest aerial shoots i ever got to do one was in uh we were in south carolina um it was last year and i uh was in the back of a civilian airplane that had a ramp so I'm strapped into the back and uh, the Blue Angels, it's the Navy's aerial demonstration team, was, was flying in formation and our F-22 was flying right above them. And so I was hanging out the back shooting from, you know, 2,000 feet in the air of literally the entire Blue Angels diamond of F-18s with the F-22 right above it and got photos that won like Air Force photo of the year. I mean, it was really, really crazy. And the photos were, were good, but I mean, anyone could have done it. I, I don't like to give myself that much credit for that. It was just having the opportunity and that experience was amazing. So yeah, you guys can check out that photo on the Instagram. Um, swipe a little bit back. And then my most recent amazing experience was in the back of a C-17 from actually my last air show in Florida. And I posted a TikTok on it too that did, did really well. But um, it was all the Air Force's demo teams, right? So we had an A-10, an F-16, an F-35, and an F-22 all flying in formation. And I got this crazy stack photo of all them over the water off the coast of Fort Lauderdale, uh, which again is on the Instagram. And I made kind of a behind-the-scenes TikTok on it too, the whole experience. And uh, that, that photo is just incredible. And I actually have it hanging in my office at work. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, I know. I've seen a lot in your feed. I've probably seen that picture, but it's <laughs> it's really crazy how you're able to capture, and especially you know how the pilots are able to keep that formation. You know, that's yeah, that's really like aesthetically pleasing yeah. how you're able to capture that. It's amazing. Yeah, they pilots do a good job. What's cool as a photographer though is they almost kind of give you control at that point. So I was in the back of this plane using hand signals to tell them to scoot up, to push back, to come in closer. Oh, that's scoot a little bit farther. So I was like kind of cool, directing them camera in hand, like moving and it, it was a really cool experience. That's that I didn't know that. See that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um so I guess yeah so uh oh I'm yeah, no I was gonna ask um if you could give one suggestion to like the next generation of photographers, uh, what would it be? Yeah. So a couple things we touched on one thing I always like to say earlier, which is like, make sure you're not getting into photography for the wrong reasons. Like don't pick up a camera expecting to like be some huge influencer, Instagram, like photography page immediately. Like that can be a goal, but I wouldn't say don't let that completely motivate you. If you can get into photography purely because you like having a camera in hand, you know sharing experiences with others enjoying it and just like the art of photography like that's going to take you a lot further and your passion is going to continue in the long run um so get into it for the right reasons um and then also the other advice i give is like if you want to 
you know, kind of, I, I say make it, which doesn't matter. Like you, anyone can do photography. That's what's so cool about it. You don't have to, it can be a personal hobby and you can be incredible at it. Or if you want it to be a career or want to gain a kind of a following on social media, you got to do something different, right? You got to be different than everyone else out there doing it. I get a million people that are like, Hey, like I've got, you know, this feed and, but you know, it gets no traction. No one's watching it. And, and I look and their photos are amazing, but I mean, they're not really doing anything that's kind of different. Their subjects, there's a lot of people doing it. So you got to find a way to kind of stand out, you know, and for me, I got lucky. I was kind of doing an Air Force thing that not many people had been doing um, and just having kind of good quality, consistent posts that people enjoyed with and just kind of being tacky and, you know, savvy with social media kind of helped out. But uh, but yeah, so get into it for the right reasons and try to be unique and stand out would be what I yeah, would say. Yeah, that's awesome. I know like, um, awesome. you know, I actually discovered photography on accident. Um, sorry. Uh, um, you know, I originally uh, decided to get into photography I, I took an elective in high school where you know nice. you kind of just i mean you when you're in high school like you kind of just have to take like some elective so i chose <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah sure. and um i actually fell in love with it and um it was pretty amazing like i was i felt like i was able to actually like express myself using uh art and it was something i've never really done before and i mean from there i kind of just fell in love with uh photography so um yeah i definitely feel like it's it's really interesting like what you could do with a camera i mean it's very it's it's just it's just amazing i don't know how else to put it you know yeah, yeah no i agree every every step of the way absolutely yeah i mean uh for me at least throughout high school i feel like photography has kind of like been the gateway to the outside world like you said it, it leads you to like want to travel to want to go outside to kind of get away from you know my bubble you could call it of, of school sleep you know, get up, repeat. It's, it's really awesome. And I think mentally also, it's given me a lot of like, you know, relief and it's kind of given me something more to focus on in my life. Yeah. So, you know, is it kind of like a long-term thing for you? Like I know you're going to school, hopefully doing photojournalism. Are you hoping to kind of make that your career, you know, around photography? I'm hoping to uh, definitely do something with it in the future. I'm not sure. I primarily want to do something with law, but I'm not sure. Maybe I'll do something with, you know, media or yeah. photography or something, but I'm not, you know, I don't know yet. Hey, but yeah. I so I, I was actually a legal studies major too at the Air Force Academy and I was considering kind of going the law school route as well. Um, but just real quick, I want to say like for everyone out there, you know, like we're talking about photography being this... Uh, the saturated field that's kind of hard to break through. But the cool thing about it is like, you can do it as a side gig, like as pretty much what I would say like 90% of photographers out there, if they're making money off it, you know, they have their normal job and then, you know, they're shooting weddings or they're shooting grad photos or they're just going out and doing quick brand work or they're just doing it for a hobby. So that you can just have fun with it and also make a little money on the side if that's something you're interested in and then continue following another career too. You know, it's not make or break one thing you have to do. Definitely. And that's the, that's kind of the beauty of the whole thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like personally, like I don't really plan on going into photojournalism. Uh, to be honest, I just see myself kind of continuing photography as a little bit of a hobby. And, um, you know, I'm cool with that. But I guess my next question is, um, you know, obviously, like 2020 has been a crazy year. Uh, I don't think we really need to go into detail about, you know, what has happened <laughs> this year. But um, I guess I just wanted to ask, like, how has your job changed due to the uh, pandemic? Yeah, so that's a great question. And for the most part, it's gotten even busier because uh, you know what photography is, it's a social media thing. And you know what a lot of people are craving right now is content on their phones. So I was under more pressure to release more content, more social media, more TikToks, more everything, you know what I mean? So uh, it's, if anything, it's just gotten even more busy. Um, 
but outside of that, you know, it's made things definitely more difficult. You know, the opportunities were a little bit fewer in terms of in more rare in terms of like getting out to do shoots and air shows were canceled and, you know, we didn't have the crowd and kind of so it limited a lot of the things I had planned and kind of made me get a lot more creative on the content I was doing. So it made the job more challenging and that more work was expected of me, more content, but that content was a lot more challenging to get. And so I had to get a little bit creative. Yeah. Did you do a lot of like, I guess during the pandemic, were you mainly, you know, stationed at one base or were you kind of in between a, f a few here and there? Yeah. So our season was supposed to kick off in March and that's, you know, right when COVID hit. So uh, we kind of took two or three months off, weren't doing too much. And then we were able to go to a few shows that were either live streamed or were, you know, drive-in shows. So all the you know fans were in their cars watching. And so our team still got to travel. I mean, you know, I, I guess I don't really you know, recommend it, but I'm probably one of the people that's traveled more, you know, probably one of the most traveled people this past year than anyone just because of the job I was doing. I mean, I got to go to Canada when they were on a strict lockdown. I mean, I didn't get to see anything. I was quarantined in a hotel, but we were doing a show there. And so it was like, go to Canada. I had to get like escorted to the site and then immediately back to our hotel room. Um, we went to 15 shows this year though. So very challenging, but I did still have an opportunity to kind of get out there and do the job, which was, which was nice. Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys so much for tuning into, uh, the in focus podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode with Sam. Uh, you know, I can assure you that Jonah and I really enjoyed this episode. I learned a lot and, uh, Sam, we appreciate you coming on here. So I guess um if there's one thing that if there's one last thing that you could say to our audience uh before we end the episode uh yeah now is your time to uh say it <laughs> yeah well first off thank you guys again so much it's awesome uh, seeing what you guys are doing both with this podcast and kind of hoping to inspire and spread the word of photography and the media arts that's really cool um like i said last advice is guys just just find something that you enjoy whether that's photography whether that's basket weaving whether that's whatever it is you know if you can have a hobby that's really really cool because if work's stressing you out if you don't have a job you love that you can go back at the end of the day and find something to do on the weekends or in your spare time nothing's better than that um and then maybe you know you'll get lucky and you get to make that hobby a job kind of like i'm doing and it's really really cool so best of luck to both of you continue to do great things and uh, appreciate you having me on i'll talk to you guys later. awesome yeah awesome thanks Sam. appreciate it Hey guys, thank you so much for checking out this episode of the In Focus podcast. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe for future episodes.